With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. More than 100 schools available from Home Field Apparel. If you like comfortable clothes, check them out. They are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Welcome to Between Two Bears, the newest 1012 Network podcast. Uh, this is Matt is Bear. I'm going to introduce my co-host, Evan Abair, uh, to give you a quick idea of what the show is about. Yeah, Between Two Bears is going to be a it's going to be a great sorry. Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid. Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid side of Baylor sports. Hey, I'm going to try one more time. Between Two Bears. Okay, uh, Evan, Evan's going to go take a nap. Um, but we are excited to join the 1012 Network along with the rest of their already great lineup of Big 12 podcasts. Check them out at 1012 Network on Twitter and us as well at Matt is Bear and at Evan Hebert. Uh, Sick'em Bears. Phoenix, aka I also hate Pitt. Today we are doing another RVK Golden Blue interview, and it's with West Virginia royalty. Now, this person is so humble that they don't even have all of the, all of their accolades in their Twitter bio. So you got to know who we're dealing with. She is class of 2008 at WVU, a four-year letterman, one-time team captain, the first Mountaineer, male or female, to win Big East scoring title and a WVU Hall of Famer, class of 2019. I'm talking about the pride of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Meg Bulger. Meg, thank you for joining us today. I mean, I need to just walk around with you in every room I enter, and you go first, 
and introduce me and then I'll come in after. That was amazing. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. I love doing that. But I do that for especially people Especially in Pittsburgh, please. What'd you say? I said, especially in Pittsburgh. I'm sure people would love that up here around Pitt, right? Yeah, they, they deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> so. I love it. What's it like for you? I and mean, we've got Meg, Kate, Mark, all in the Hall of Fame. You guys are like the Kennedys. You're like the first family of WVU sports, right? <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's high honors and sounds ridiculous. I know it does every time I say it and people hear it. I promise you, we don't think of it like that. I know that we are very grateful. And as the older we get, I think individually, we each appreciate it more and more. But honestly, my family is just so in love with West Virginia we're in love with the school, the people, the state. Um, so we seriously don't think of it as, you know, anything that we came down and did. We're just so happy to be a part of the entire state of West Virginia and, and people that I swear that's like the coolest part of it. Well, we love having you guys. And of course, we've adopted you by now. You guys have certainly ingrained yourself in our culture and the fabric of what it means to be a Mountaineer. And it wasn't just the playing days. Now you're involved in actually covering WVU as, as a journalist. What's that like? It's awesome because, you know, I, and I, I kind of, I'm that person that, oh, I hate reading until it's a book you love. And it's like, would I really, you know, how much would I love doing this, you know, for other college teams if it wasn't West Virginia? And I'm sure I would because I love basketball, but being able to come back in there, uh, you know, look at the jumbotron as the carpet gets rolled out, the gun goes off, and then I get to sit there and talk about it. It's been so gratifying. It's such a blessing. Um, it's been so much fun because it keeps me involved in the program. That's, and that's what, you know, kind of is hard for former alumni. It's, you know, your life goes on and you want to get back and you have that in your heart, but you never, you know, it's, oh man, I have this going on. I can't get back to the football game or the basketball game or this. Um, so to be able to go down, you know, get, get paid to do something fun, um, and still be connected just as much as I was when I played with the program is seriously such a blessing. I'm so grateful for it. Um, and it's been just so much fun. I mean, I would come down early and sit in coach Carey's office literally for about like four or five hours. And finally, like 10 minutes before it was like time to go over to kind of start getting ready around like five o'clock. I'd be like, shoot, coach Carey, I need your keys for the game. Um, what do you think about this team? I'm like, we talked about everything else, but this game right now. So um, it's been awesome. I've been really lucky. Well, how did you end up at West Virginia? Like, obviously you had family connection, but I'm sure there was a path. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I definitely, I had, you know, I feel like once you hit, I'm at 37 now, I can say, I can say this around like 24. You can't say this. You sound ridiculous and a little full of yourself. I had a lot of offers and <laughs> my parents wanted me to really look at every school, take, take visits. Um, my dad had played football at Notre Dame. So, you know, he loved West Virginia, but he also kind of in the back of his mind, I think, you know, said, why, come on, go talk to coach Muffin McGraw. And so we visited there. I, I loved Maryland. Um, shockingly, I did visit Pitt. That is wild, but maybe, you know, I live here kind of had to, um, you didn't have to do anything, Meg. You didn't have to do anything. I know. I trust me. I, I know. And <laughs> I think it was, it was like the one time I think my parents were like, let you do the right thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it just, I don't know. Uh, I was going down for, you know, my sister's games. Um, 
and my sister and I are very, very close. And if anyone knows our relationship since we were kids, she's the boss of me. Um, I mean, she really is. She, we're just that close. I mean, I'm the younger sister. She tells me what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, what time and, you know, and then what she needs when I get there. So not to say that she basically knew and was telling me I was going there. She knew I had to love it first. And my parents were definitely trying to keep an open mind with it. Um, I know they wanted me to go there. They loved Coach Perry. They loved the program, um, loved the state, loved to be able to play in the Big East and drive an hour to, you know, come and see us. Um, but I would come down and hang out with when Coach Perry got there, my sister's sophomore year. And it just felt like a family. And that's, and that's the only way to describe it. Um, and it's not that cliche put on Twitter, Twitter, hashtag Sam, like it, no, it felt like that. We were sitting around together. I'm with my sister. I'm with, you know, a dad of, you know, two girls, two boys that loves basketball and this and, that. and we're talking and it's just like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, and the only experience with West Virginia prior to that was, oh, I'm sorry, with a guy named Coach Nealon and going <laughs> to football games. So it was pretty easy to fall in love with everything about it. Um, so I went to other places to, to visit and talk to other coaches, but it was just like, my heart was always there. Well, we love that. I mean, you hear that kind of thing a lot, especially associated with coach Carey. Um, but it's different to have somebody who can actually testify to that. So yeah, that's no, amazing. absolutely. For sure. Thank you. Yeah, it really is. And that's a testament to him and, and, and everything he did for that program. And you had success almost immediately at WVU. You were immediately a contributor. You you did your thing. You were you were good almost immediately. Obviously not perfected, but you did well. But then, of course, you had a major injury. What are the mental hurdles a yeah. player has to overcome with an injury like the one you sustained? Uh, you know what? It was weird. I was actually sitting talking to a young group at the Boys and Girls Club last night and being able to kind of not dumb it down, but be able to talk it through in a simpler way than is like so much more advanced when you're, you know, in your twenties or thirties and you're thinking about an injury and overcoming adversity. It's like, no, even when you're 10, you're learning these coping skills of adversity and how you overcome them. And I'll never forget this. When I got hurt, I mean, it was on Madison Square Garden. I was leading the Big E's, not to, but I was. No, I was talk that talk. Scoring. We love it. Talk that talk, and, man. <laughs> Tell them about it. I mean, I had done that my sophomore year. I was unanimous selection, Big East first team. I, you know, first unanimous selection, men or women. And then I'm beating Diana Charleston's scoring title. I'm living, you know, exactly the dream I thought I was going to do um, in my basketball career. And then I come, you know, into my junior year and I'm continuing that. And literally January 26th, I'm at Madison Square Garden. You know, I mean, what better place to do it, I suppose, if you're going to do it. Um, and it just, it came like, it, it hits you like a ton of bricks. I mean, my basketball world came shattering down and I'll never forget this. You know, my mom, she's such tough little Irish woman. She's like, okay, all right. You've got your cries in. We're done. Let's go. Let's go shopping. We were in the, up here in Pittsburgh. She was, we'll go to sh shopping in the South side for a little bit. And then we're, we're done. We're done. We're moving on. Let's schedule the surgery. Let's do it. And she was just very much like, no, we, we got it. We understand this, but you're not a victim. Let's go. Let's overcome this. Keep the faith. You're working hard. And you're going to overcome this. And I just immediately, you know, kind of had that feeling like, man, that really stunk. But geez, think about how worse it could be if I was crumbling right now. And I just never allowed myself that mentality. Um, so, but like you, yeah, as you mentioned, the mentality of it is the most important thing. Physically, you're an athlete. You get, you can snap back fairly quickly. Um, 
you know, within months. And I think Morty Ivy actually tore his ACL on the football team at the same time as me. Now he bounced back within like four months or something, which was insane. I needed a little bit longer, but I just remember being deathly afraid from going, I'm coming from leading the Big East and scoring to being deathly afraid to going up for a left-handed layup because I was so scared to come down on my knee. And that's like a a total mental battle that you have to overcome is trusting that process again, because throughout my life, yes, I was a gym rat and I worked hard, but everything was natural to me. And now for the first time, you have to work your body into something like unnatural that you haven't done. So the mental battle to me of an ACL is first and foremost. I mean, it's just, it's, I give credit and, you know, prayers to everyone that goes through it because that is, it is extremely, extremely difficult. Any injury, the mental battle is extremely difficult. That makes sense. And you were strong enough to overcome it. Like you said, a little retail therapy, a strong Irish mother. Right? Yeah. My mom, I'm like, geez, okay, mom. I'm like, see, that's not what I wanted to hear, but shoot, now you got me because I know there's an urban outfitters there and you know that's where <laughs> I want to go. And I'm a poor college student. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Gucci store. They don't have one of those in Southside? Oh, snap. Urban was like expensive for us. You don't understand. <laughs> Five uh, kids and doing all, yeah. uh-uh. we were urban. I was like, oh mom, you're gonna buy me a sixty dollars shirt? Okay. Like that's expensive for us. <laughs> I hear you. And you name drop Morty Ivy. So we got we gotta give a quick shout out to number forty four Morty Ivy. Yes, love him. He's another Pittsburgher. We love stealing him from Pitt, man. We love it. This is the best. Yes. It's it's the greatest. There's nothing better than that. What would you say? In your WVU career, what was the biggest game you played? You know what's funny? This is actually, I had two, but the one that uh, is definitely in the forefront is um, my freshman year with my sister. And I had mentioned before, my dad played football at Notre Dame. I mean, we've been like before West, before Mark went to West Virginia, every year it was trips every weekend up to South Bend, going to Notre Dame games, all of his friends. Like, I mean, that's, that was ingrained in our life until West Virginia, obviously, but the beating Notre Dame on our home floor, my freshman year was the most incredible and coolest thing that I've ever experienced. Um, and then to look in the stands, I get chills right now. That's so lame. Uh, no, it's not lame. UConn, right. It's like, I can feel this right now. They had just beaten UConn. They come to the Coliseum, um, it was like a Saturday night and, uh, my freshman year, I mean, we only had about seven, eight girls. I mean, we just, we had that squad though. They just, when you can feel it and you have that chemistry, you have it. And, uh, we overachieved for sure, but, um, we beat them and to look in the crowd and see like my dad, who's wearing probably his Notre Dame, uh, you know, monogram ring to see him up with like just absolute joy on his face, watching us beat them was like the coolest moment for me. Um, so that was definitely probably number one. Second was probably, it was in the WNIT. We played Kentucky uh, in the semifinals. It went to like double overtime. Um, governor Manchin at the time, he was a governor. He was on with President Hardesty sitting on the sidelines. They had flew in. Like it was just, and this is the first time I think we played like an SEC game. It was my sophomore year. That was pretty cool. And we ended up beating them. But um, definitely for sure, it's that Notre Dame game my freshman year with my sister. It sounds amazing. It it truly is a great thing when you beat Muffet McGraw, your dad's president. That's awesome. And then to have Governor yeah, Manchin, see, I think he was governor still too. We grew up in Parkersburg, so I remember when he when yeah. he was elected. Yeah. So and I've I've had the privilege of meeting him twice. We interviewed him on this show, and people talk about politics. We don't talk about politics. We just talk about Mountaineer yeah. Nation, and he's part of Mountaineer Nation. And that's 
a hundred. That's how I am. I'm like, okay, I know his face is like on the cut. Like when I open up my Yahoo email, yes, I still have Yahoo. Yes, I know he's always on there for politics <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. he's. I know he's like the main guy now, but not in my head. And I don't care and I don't pay attention to it in my head. He's Governor Mansion that came to our game because. He was the governor of our state, and that's how he supported a women's basketball team in the WNIT. I'm like, that's what West Virginia is. And I'm like, that's what I remember. That's how I know him. He's amazing in that, like, in that time frame and all that. I'm like, that's what, you know, people like us remember because that's what it is. That's what it is. Speaking of what it is, who would you say is the best player you had to play or face in your career? Ooh. So I know, like, and this is just because it's the obvious one. It's definitely Diana Taurasi. Yeah, she's okay. Yeah, she's okay, like, still playing. And, I mean, but when we played her, and I, this is just, like, I'm being completely honest. She never had, like, some crazy stat line, like, of 30 and 15. And because, and I'm not lying, and I'm just being honest. We were down by 20. She didn't have to. So... But watching her and the way she, like, made everyone else better, she worked the ball, she kind of would, like, mess, she would talk on the court, too. Sometimes she'd be like, oh, you're the little, you're the little sister. Like, I mean, I remember her, like, kind of doing that, which was super funny to me. But you could just see she was so ahead of her time in, in so many ways when she played. So she's clear, a clear number one. The second, I don't know if people, Rebecca Brunson from Georgetown. I gotta be honest. She I don't know Rebecca Brunson. Monster. Oh, she was like a monster. I, I'm, I'm proud. I'm pretty sure she played in the WNBA. Um, but she was a monster, and she played for Georgetown. And I had to guard her as a freshman, and I was playing a four, and I'm like a two-three guard. And I just remember, like, okay, this girl, you got to do something. She's a beast. But she was very good. Oh shoot, I'm thinking of another one. The girl from Louisville. I loved her. Oh, Angel McCautry. She's she's up there too. She was unreal. Well, see, you're giving love to people that a lot of people don't give a lot of love to, but you also name-dropped Diana Taurasi because how could you not? Yeah, she's, like, so legit. And I'm, like, thinking, like, oh, man, she only scored this many against us. I'm like, well, yeah, because when you don't play, like, for the last 10 minutes of the game, and, you know, I'm like, I have, but you could just, you, you had that feeling when you played against her. Like, people, you know, some people have that. They just have that intangible, you can't describe it, that was her. And that's just, like, there is no, like, there's nobody else. Yeah. There's just, I mean, she just is that girl. That's it. So, we are, so we're talking to Meg Bulger with the Raspy Voice Kids, another RVK Golden Blue interview. Meg, you, we know your brother, Mark. My brother, I remember my brother, Jeremy, had his jersey when we were kids. That 98 Aww, team. that's so sweet. Yeah, that, he does a show with me normally. I love just, that team. We love that 98 team. It had all the hype. Didn't live up to our expectations, but we were there for the for the Ohio State game. Um, yes, 34-17, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Andy Katzenmoyer from the other team, Joe Germain, yes. David Boston. Yep. But, of course, we had Zaraway and Bulger and Beck and Thornton and Stills and, you know, so many guys, Solomon Page, so many great players. Um, and then, of course, your sister playing there at WVU. You got to play with her. Um how did they impact your game? How did they impact your, 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 how you played and how you handled yourself? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question because a lot of times people just want to talk about, you know, kind of afterwards and like what we did, but 
to be honest, it started, it didn't start at West Virginia. It started when I'm eight and I'm crying just to hang out with them. And Mark's up in the driveway with my other brothers kind of shooting or playing or whatever. Katie's up there because she's probably 11 and I'm begging to be up there with them. And then my mom finally gives in and lets me go and they just start banging me. And we play and it's like, oh, you're not ready to shoot a layup? Get that out of here. And they smack <laughs> it out, you know? And like, it's, that's just what it was. That's how we played. No one was getting, you know, any kind of like, oh, let her go. Let her go shoot the layup. No, no, no. We didn't play like that. It was, you want to be up here. You got to, you got to step on this court and come correct. And my brothers would then put Katie and I against us one-on-one. Um, so it was funny. I mean, we, we had some battles there, but I have to give so much credit to my parents um, and to Mark and Katie, because when I would watch them go play they were very almost like i think my mom kind of always said that like kind of silent assassins just yeah you go out you handle you handle your business you don't show anything you never let the team show or the other team excuse me show you know anything you're feeling joy sadness excitement nervousness like no no one sees anything you go out and you perform um you know your teammates know what you're gonna do they know you they're around you all week and and that's kind of how i always saw them because probably off the floor. I'm more sensitive and emotional. I'm the baby I get taken care of. Um, so off of, or on the floor, excuse me. Uh, that's what they taught me is to, you know, really channel that emotion and just focus it and never let anyone see anything, maybe a smile here and there, you know, and that was kind of like, that was Mark's big thing. If someone saw a smile, they're like, Whoa, he's excited. Calm down, calm down. Yeah. Um, but that's honestly the biggest thing that they taught me from watching is that, you know, it's okay. You And, and, and I don't care if you want to be, you know, out there with emotion. I love that too. I love any way that gets you going. However you want to, you know, drive your crap, do it. But watching them do it that way, because of how I saw us in the driveway, oh, they would act cray and, you know, all nuts and stuff in the driveway too. But then I would see them, you know, Katie in high school and then Mark in college. And I'd be like, wow, like, that's not that kid in the driveway. That's like that kid that, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. You know, I'm more professional about it. Um, so that's kind of definitely the demeanor part of it is a hundred percent. Um, what they, what they taught me is, I guess it's kind of, you know, lead by your actions, maybe not like, you know, your words and, yeah. and kind of like getting everyone excited for sure. So the other thing that's cool about you, so you're not only from a family that's contributed so much to the happiness of literally millions of Mountaineers, but you also experienced the golden age of WVU football. Maybe you have WVU sports while you were at WVU. Oh, for sure. Yes. What, I mean, what was the, so like, of it course, was you, amazing. yeah, you experienced your brother, you experienced, uh, am I right? Pissnoggle was in school when you were there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I so mean, you, you experienced your brother amazing. first, you experienced great basketball, you experienced Pat White, Steve Slayton, Owen Schmidt. What was the best WVU football or basketball game that you experienced while you were there? Oof. Or it I could be any time, maybe even say, before. There was so, honestly, there were so many basketball games. Um, but unfortunately, I was never there for them. We were always, like, if they were home, we were on the road yeah. or vice versa. There were so many. But, I mean, their late March Madness runs and, and stuff, that was, I mean, those are just, those are at the top of my list. Just loved watching that team evolve. Loved watching and even from like the beeline to huggins complete transition those were literally my favorite teams um the football game probably i think it was a halloween night uh, it was a thursday night 
I think it was Halloween, but otherwise it was definitely a Thursday night. Um, I believe it was against Virginia Tech. And this is like Pat White, East Slayton era. Um, I think we had like Coach Carey, if you're ever listening to this, close your ears. We were probably playing on a Saturday and I think we weren't supposed to go to the game or something like that. <laughs> but I remember uh, my teammate and I, and I won't sell her out right now. She like, uh, of course, like we had to like call each other then. There was no texting and this and that. Um, and it was like, do you just want to go? Let's just go. And we went and sat up in the student section. Like we didn't try to, like, obviously we we're going to ask the tickets because we're not supposed to be there 48 hour, you know, like whatever we weren't drinking or going out. We just wanted to be there. Cause it was like, I I'm almost positive. It was Virginia tech and it was a Thursday night game. We ended up winning. It was super close. I could Google it right after this. I know that that's what it was. It was my sophomore year. So that's, what is that? 2004, 2004. Yeah, it must have been the 2004 football season. Um, and it was awesome. It was incredible. It was a night game. Th- yeah, it was a Thursday night game. And it was I'm pretty sure it was, it was Virginia Tech. Now, I want to bring this up just because it was still a really, really, uh, maybe I shouldn't. I hate bringing up 13 9 because I don't care. But I, I'll be I honest, remember we, don't, it. we don't discuss that on this show. Oh, okay, cool. Go, go, cool. We just don't. Like, we, had, we had Pat McAfee on. And that was one of the things he liked about us. We don't we don't discuss that. I'm so good with that. And I, I didn't even want to bring it up. I just remember where it was, which I'm sure everybody does. But I never even felt like that, like, oh, about it. It just, okay, yeah. Anyways, it was that thing. <laughs> well, Meg, you, and you, Oklahoma, of course, the Oklahoma game. But it was, I just remember, because I actually went to this game. Because a lot of the football games we couldn't go to because we had practice or a game or something, conditioning or something the next day. But I remember we made a... a decision with my, my teammate and I made a decision to completely disregard that and still go to the game. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I also love, I'll be honest, one of the things I love is you're 37 years old and you're still in somewhat a fear of Mike Carey. Like, I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm in, like, you just said like, time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want him to be mad at me. I don't want Coach Carey. I'm, Coach Carey might make me run still <laughs> and I'll never make it. And I can't make my times anymore. I barely made them then. And now I have nothing to like actually like strive for. So I certainly wouldn't make it. All right. So we do, I don't know if you've heard this on our show before, but we do rapid fire with everyone. We've done it with everyone. Um, and we just, yes, asked you, I have. Okay. We're going to ask you some quick questions. You ready for them? Love it. Let's go. Android or iPhone? iPhone. Excellent. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Hit the game winner at home or on the road? At home. Nacho cheese or Cool Ranch Doritos? Cool Ranch. No, nacho cheese, nacho cheese, nacho cheese. Toy Story or Lion King? Lion King. Best Pop-Tart? Strawberry with the frosting. Would you rather be a giant hamster or a tiny elephant? Giant hamster. Do you pee in swimming pools? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is not like like what date, right? But no, okay. do you? It's just simple. Do you pee in swimming pools? Oh, now no, but have I? Probably. Okay, that that all we need is honesty, and you gave us the honest <laughs> truth, the facts. You scored very well on rapid fire. I won't tell you which ones you got right, which ones you got wrong, but me and Jeremy have a running tally. Meg, this has been fantastic. You fit the billing. You're not just a Hall of Famer on the court. You are in our hearts forever. Thank you for joining the Raspy Voice Kids today. Aw, thank you guys so much for having me. Love you guys, and I also hate Pitt. Love it. 
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.